Greetings, one and all. Welcome to episode 96 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. I say it every week, but I'm surprised we've done like 96 of these things. I know. Mental. Absolutely mental. How on earth are you? I am spiffing. I've got some time off work, actually, so I'm in a good mood. Grand. How, how, how long yeah. have you off? Um, six days. I'm back in on Friday, so... It's just nice to have, to, we, we have to use our annual leave. So I had a few days this week. So yeah, it's nice. Just going to recoup, catch up on my reviews and writing and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Spend the week looking for PS5s. Shit. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day. Indeed. Fingers crossed. Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How be you? Uh, I'd be good. I've had a pretty nostalgia filled week, actually, considering the things we're going to talk about later on. I'm very nostalgic. Cool. It's good. It's a nice feeling. You look back at all the old stuff that you used to like to play. Mm. Yeah, I'm like at the moment. I'm um, was reminded today of the Alex Kid remaster mm. that's incoming or out. I don't know. It's taken a sweet time. I've not heard much already. about it for a little while, but yeah, yeah, hopefully still coming. Very exciting stuff. Uh, Mr. Paul Collett. Good evening, Squire. How you doing? I'm not too bad at all. Thank you very much. Yes. A little bit of a, well, do it a personal goal was met today. So that pleases me a little bit. So yeah, all good. Fantastic. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying, hey. Well, it's good news. That's yeah. Great. Any, any news is good news right now. Exactly. And of course, Mr. Sean Davies. Oh, yeah. I can't believe there's two people into pegging. First it was Toby and now it's Paul. Personal <laughs> goal. <laughs> Jesus. It's not a goal, mate. It's a sport. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. What if this is the first episode people hear? <laughs> well, you know, starters, we mean to go on. Indeed. I think finger guns mean something very different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Good. Any food stories this week, Sean? Absolutely none. I've been oh. very good this week. I've had a packet of Borg bins today. I guess that's. You know, that's a packet that's the headline. A whole packet, yeah. Wow. I sat down with a cup of coffee and uh, started dunking, and then the next thing I know, there was just an empty packet. So, hmm. you know, these things happen. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got some cookies in right now, but they're in the kitchen, and the idea of walking to the kitchen right now terrifies me. So oh. they're just kind of sitting there. I really wish I could just Jedi mind force them to my, to my area, but never mind. <laughs> To my area? That sounded weird, didn't it? Let's move on. Bring the cookies to my area. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, that's a whap. <laughs> right. Game of the week. Gregory Hicks, what is your game of the week? Well, it's a video game. Um, what? Yeah, I know. I have dove back into SnowRunner in the last few days. But no, my actual game this week that I have been playing and thoroughly enjoying is ufc3 not four not the most recent one um numero trio trace um forgot what spanish was for three then um it's on game pass and my mate mark mentioned it a couple of months ago and he couldn't get an ea account working because he emails was malarkey got it working the other day messaged me and we've just been playing loads of exhibition matches and that it's so much fun. Like I remember I got into the UFC games back at UFC Undisputed back in 2009 on the 360. I played that, played the second one, played EA MMA, and that was good fun. Went through the careers on those three. And then I kind of just lost interest, 
when the UFC brand games came out, uh, the the EA UFC brand games, couldn't be bothered with them. And then, yeah, just been playing this one a lot in the last few days. Just been playing loads of exhibition matches and started my own career uh, with a completely ridiculous character called Full Ham. You know, when you go ham on someone uh, who's got a tattoo with the word beans across his uh, stomach. <laughs> because I, can't, I can never make, in, in fighting games, I can never make serious characters. I can't make, like, the digital representation of myself. It's got to be something stupid. So when it's, like, the fight card, it's like, here is this macho whatever, and is is my stupid-looking guy. So, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you make a serious character in any game. I can't. I, I haven't got the imagination for it. They're always like, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, um, when you see... Well, when I do it for review copies of games, it's because I don't want to make a character that I'm going to invest myself in if the game is shit. So I make myself a really, like, doofy-looking character for the sake of review so I don't get too attached to it. But, um, yeah, I've just been playing that, like getting used to the new submission system and, and all the striking. And it's just like, if you guys have ever played any fight night games or anything like that, you can be absolutely beating the shit out of your opponent. And all he, ha- all he has to do sometimes is catch you with just that sweet shot and you, you're down. And it's like, I mean, like the real fight game, I suppose, but it's just like, oh, I've just lost. Damn it. But it's not annoying. It's hilarious. Like some of the knockouts. And I posted one on live the other day where, it, the game still does have some glitches and you see bodies contorting in very horrible ways. But yeah, my, my game of the latter half of this week has been, yeah, UFC 3. It's quite entertaining. Cool. Is that a sport you follow? I don't actually follow a lot of UFC. Like, I know I do jiu-jitsu and, and Mai Tai and stuff, but I don't really follow a lot of jiu-jitsu either. Like, I know some famous names in the fight game, but I don't follow it religiously. Again, it's, it's a time thing, but I don't watch UFC. I watch like the big, big fights sometimes. but um outside of the ones that have been in other games and notable points of their careers, I don't really follow a lot of it. Have you ever yeah. heard of Josh Barnett? Yes. Big guy. Yes. Well, he, he had a, a, he held, holds these events called Bloodsport and it's, it's like wrestling, but it's fucking brutal. Nice. No ropes. And he had one last night. So if you're listening to this on Saturday night and apparently like it's 20 quid to, to order, I am on the bubble because it looked fucking amazing. All the gifts and everything. You just look at it and go, oh, God, these people are killing each other. And, uh, <laughs> it looks really, really good. Yeah, because Josh, Josh Barnett's got a, a signature gi with Tatami, I think, or Scramble, one of the two. And it only it's, it's a big man's gi for big man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, like... he, he recently went across to Poland to do bare knuckle boxing. Oh, yeah. And he fucking panned this guy. <laughs> <laughs> destroyed yeah, right. him and this guy was like a pro at bare knuckle boxing <laughs> yeah the, the two big guys like chunky guys and sport there's josh barnett and there's uh dean lister as well mm. and dean lister's like the leg lock man and he, he will tear ankles off and stuff like that so yeah but no other, other than that i don't really follow like to the to a massive extent so it's nice to just play mm. the game and be like who's this person what skills have they got he's got he could eat punches great hmm <laughs> It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because I, you know, I'm I'm not into baseball at all, but I really like the show. I enjoy playing the game, and it's it's, it's interesting. You can get into a game of a sport, even if you're not particularly a, a fan yeah. of it in real life. I mean, it's quite cool. Like with the career, you start off and you get poached by Dana White, and most people know who that is. And you see, like your famous fighters will will tweet you support, going, "Oh, look at this up and coming fighter," and stuff like that. And you'll get like benchmark type fights against these people and then you get the really ridiculous things like being able to buy bruce lee as a character i'd love to be able to buy bruce lee 
Yeah, it's just, it's a bit of a weird thing. Like, put, I mean, I know Bruce Lee was technically sort of a mixed martial artist, but having him in an MMA game just feels sacrilegious. <laughs> I don't think he'd have been the get in a cage type, but uh, well, what do I know? He died like 30 odd years ago. But. Yeah, maybe. Him and Conor McGregor, one on one. Who would win? He's a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that in front of other people. People are like, no, he's a legend, mate. He's going to be amazing. Like, Is it people that don't train any martial arts and go, yeah, he's great? And it's like, oh, fuck off. Oh, yeah, it's people that are downing a kebab and a pint at the same time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can't, the armchair but yeah. I can't I mean, he probably could knock the shit out of me. I, what do I mean, probably? He could knock the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, but like, definitely. yeah, what am I saying? Um, yeah, like, I don't know the nuances of the, the game to go, actually, no, this one's better. Not the not the, the video game, I mean, the, the fight game to go, actually, so-and-so is better, but... Yeah, no, I oh, just people go, oh, McGregor's, he's done well for the sport because he's brought a lot of popularity to it, but he's just such a bell end. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, uh, if anybody does want to tell him this, don't give him my address. <laughs> Toby Anderson, your game of the week. I was going to segue then, but I stopped myself. <laughs> Talking to bell ends. <laughs> I was just going to say, what was the segue? <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Um, the last five minutes have been sport, sport, fight, fight, sport, sport, fight. I don't know what you guys have been talking about at all. Um, the the uh, games of the week for me have been um, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Sekiro again. So I'll try and keep it really Are swift. You saying, um, well, we've got a, we're going to talk about Sekiro? Yeah. Wow. I'll try and keep it swift. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we talk about it too much. Let's mix it um, up, shall we? <laughs> I haven't played anything else. Um, I got into Valhalla a bit again, and um, but then got to a very, um, as I was saying just before the podcast, I got into a bit that was a bit dull. Um, you go into this sort of mythical area, and it's just got some very dull fetch quests, and I wasn't interested. So I gave up on that on uh, Thursday for a bit, and um, got into Sekiro again on a Friday, and basically blazed through like a dozen bosses in two days finished the fourth ending I needed to finish and I've just been grinding uh, for skills skill points basically for um, an entire day and they take a long time to get to and you've got to not die before you build one up and all that stuff but I've just got one bloody long-winded grindy trophy left one before the before the platinum for Sekiro Nothing difficult left. Nothing. No boss. No horrible, horrendous boss that I can't be. I've done them all. You know, we were talking to sponsorship before we started the podcast, and I reckon we could get a sponsorship <laughs> with Sekiro. I, I totally agree. <laughs> From Software, we'll sponsor you, Elden Ring. Yeah. Well, good luck on the plat. Thanks. Uh, talking of plats, Greg, you platted Last of Us Part 2. I did, this yes. Well oh, done. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I got the platinum. And... I looked at doing the grounded and permadeath trophies and apparently there is a way of doing, um, you can turn the cheats on for grounded mode. There's a way of like spamming it where you start grounded, quit out, start another non-grounded thing, turn the cheats on, blah, 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 blah. But with permadeath on, you can't manually save the game. Yeah. So it kind of moots the whole thing. And I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't care that much. I'm not doing it properly. <laughs> because It's going to be really difficult to do it properly. So no. There, yeah, that just scares me. That idea, yeah, I'm so bad at the last of us, so yeah, no problem with death for me. Thank you very much, yeah. Uh, Mr. Paul Collett, your game of the week. So, my game this week, um, amongst a bit more Grand Theft Auto online fun and my longing attempt to recreate the Transformer cars, 
Um, I've actually got stuck into um, Jedi Fallen Order again. Um, it was on sale, I think, on the PSN. And I got it when it came out on day one. Um, I didn't really like it, as usual, a surprise there. So I traded it in, but it was on sale, so I thought I'd give it another go, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. That's why I asked you guys if it's similar to Sekiro, because maybe got might dive into Sekiro, but if it's not similar enough, I might not, because I don't think I'm skilled enough. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great game. It's a really good game. It's a shame it's technically up the spout, but you know, you expect better really from Respawn, maybe. But no, it's good. Um, I'm about to get all the false powers and what's, what's wrong with it? Huh? What's wrong with it? Well, it's just a bit technically, it's a bit janky, isn't it? I mean, oh. the, game, the gameplay is fine, you know, like, you know, graphically is fine. It's just that. But well, it's just, um, there's some weird disconnect with like, it's almost like you're moving his torso and not his legs. So you turn his body and his legs kind of do like the little Scooby-Doo thing on the floor. Yeah, it's like he's on a puppet. A puppet yeah, yeah. Thing, string yeah. puppet. I think what it, what it is, I've noticed what it is, because I've been playing GTA Online, and the reason why their characters are so sluggish to move is because I think they put the axis of the character right dead middle, so it kind of spins round in the middle of an axis. So it doesn't have that kind of stop, turn, and run in a different direction. Do you know what I mean? It kind of trying to make it more of a smooth curve of your run. Um, but it didn't work. It looks like a puppet. And, you know, some of the, uh, some of the gameplay elements, like some of the jumping and attaching to things, isn't always quite so solid. But, um, no, I love it. I've got all, the, got all the power moves um, unlocked now, and I'm enjoying being a Jedi, sort of. So, Sweet. yeah, getting on board. Good times. Yeah, it's got a 60 frames upgrade, isn't it, on the PS5? Must admit, I can't tell the difference. I mean, you mean, can. When you find it, you can. Does that mean that um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla give it you know, another six months or so when it's on sale, you'll totally get into it. You know what? I think this is a thing, you know, I think when it comes to reviewing games, I think if I can get it a year in advance, play it, hate it, <laughs> and then get it again and play it and like it, I might be able to give it more of a fair review, would it? <laughs> I'm going to call you poorly two times. Every time, every game. Sure, I, I, don't, I don't think they'll give a six-month embargo time, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, Sean, game of the week. What is it? Um, so I platinum control, having now figured out how to nice actually do the game on, with the assist mode. Nice. Um, there's a review of Chains of Sanitav or Satinav, sorry, on the website. That's a middling fantasy point and click adventure. It's fine if you like those kind of games. I've been playing quite a lot of these this Roller Champions, which the beta's up now, and I know that some of us have got into it. It's a fun game, but I. It's not incentivizing teamwork enough for me, and that's that's the problem with it. If you get a, a game where you've got two teams of people who want to work together, then the game is brilliant. So basically, the idea is you have to do laps of this um, like oval-shaped track, and for every lap you get more points when you score a goal. So you do a full lap, and the goal opens, and you can shoot the ball in. But you, you can't do that alone. You, you cannot physically drag, go, you know, everyone that's trying to chase you can tackle you and take the ball off you. And if somebody takes the ball off you, any progress you've made gets gets written off to zilch. So if you spawn with like two complete randoms, you've got the mic off and don't want to play. So you're like, you're shouting like pass. And they just like decide to drive up a wall and get tackled. It's like, what the fuck? It, it really ruins the game. And I think they really need to incentivize teamwork. Like, I spent entire games just tackling the opposite team because the other two people were completely fucking useless. And I've been passing the ball only for them to then turn around and pass it to me back the wrong direction. And you're like, what are you doing? If, 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 they, could, if they could maybe like give you stats 
like um, like if you could earn something by being a good team player, and if they could put down to the game, that would be much better when it comes out. Because right now, it, it sucks if you get bad people on your team. It really sucks. Which is a shame, mm-hmm. because otherwise the game's pretty cool. I know you've been playing it, Ross. If you, if you feel the same way or... Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i a muted player in multiplayer games anyway. Uh, so, if we were playing together, obviously I'd have my mic on, but with strangers, I just want to jump in and just have a good time. And I like, you know, there are, there are pin options, you know, if you do... If someone wants to walk past them, you'll see a triangle pop up above their heads. And, you know, there are little indicators throughout the game that, you know, will, if there is a player that is a bit, doesn't want to talk, then there is a way of learning how to play the game without that. Yeah. But yeah, it is very focused on teamwork and it can be a struggle at times, for sure, uh, particularly with players that don't really want to play as a team but just want the glory, I guess. Yeah. They're, they're I'm these, like, certainly one, one of those. Sorry, I'm certainly one of those players that's I kind of like lean back a bit and I'll try and tackle the other players whilst one of my one of my team members has got the ball. Yeah. Because obviously as soon as you get the ball, you're it's just like a hot potato, you just gotta chase it. And everyone there's not a lot of room to move. And so the other two players on the team, their 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 job is essentially just to take down the other players. And and that's fun. It's fun to knock people over and to roll around. It's nice to build up speed. And uh, catchy people. So, yeah, there is something there, but I, I agree, it's it's not fully formed yet. I don't think. No, we. I, I got absolutely thrashed by another team who managed to do. So basically, they they put a person on each one of the corners. So they had one person at one end, and two at the other, and they basically passed the ball the entire length of the 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 like straight end, ends of the the track to the the other corner and. I, I was trying to tackle the one guy on his own, thinking that's that's the best. The other two guys were stood by the goal, just doing nothing. And the, the, it was like, the, if, 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 if you're going to have players like that, then they need to have either a better tutorial or like an indicator to say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't the yeah. way to play this game. I, I, okay, I'm not going to tell people how to play the game, but it's like, as a multiplayer-only game right now, it's really frustrating when you get bad people. Um, is, the teams aren't big enough for um, slackers. No, yeah. the, the point of two and two versus Modin this week. All so right. Just two versus two, which will be like, that'll be even more brutal. Oh, we should jump on. That'll be fun. We should. We should stream it. <laughs> we should. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll play some Imagine more. That. We play some more. Uh, we were here together as well. Uh, we actually need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, the other game um, I've been playing this week is Puss. There is a, a review up on the website. Um, I've been playing Puss. I've been playing Puss. You're getting your hands on Puss. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Puss. Um, <laughs> my fingers around a lot of Puss. Oh, um, God, no! <laughs> it's it's a game about a cat stuck in a game. And don't believe the trailers. It is not as migraine-inducing as it might look. I'm just going to say that. There's a review on the website. Just go and check it out. It's... I was so close to giving it an out of 10. So close. But there's just a few glitches that meant that I couldn't. But it, I, it's one of my favorite games of the year so far. It sure is something. Really is, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a great review as well. So go and check it out on there if you can. What about you? What is your game of the week? Um, my game, I've already been playing an awful lot. I jumped into uh, Roller Champions, as I said, and had a good time with that. Played that again this morning. I've gone back into Fall Guys recently. They, uh, the, the 
3.5 update is coming out tomorrow or today when you're listening to the podcast when it goes live. And yeah, should add a couple more courses and some new costumes. So there's always an incentive to go back in. But yeah, me and a friend of mine, he just got his PS5. So we've been playing uh, Fall Guys on there. And it's always a good time. It's always a good laugh. You do get rusty at it, which is something that I was quite surprised by. I was like, oh God, I'm really bad at this now. So we had a few games where we were getting knocked out in the first couple of rounds. But yeah, we managed to get a crown. So that was quite exciting. And it's just, yeah, it's just good times. I really enjoy that game. And playing a lot of Immortals. Um, I would have talked about that last week, but obviously I was, I was ill, so I couldn't join. Immortals Phoenix Rising is a really good, fun time. There's, uh, it really is Breath of the Odyssey, and it, it takes everything good from like Ubisoft open world games and meshes them into this Zelda clone. And I love the sense of humor. You know, kind of the narrators make it very fun and entertaining. And I've still got a load to do, so I'm looking forward to sort of delving into that as and when. And uh, yeah, that's a way, really. It's a very quiet week for me in terms of video games, but um, yeah, plenty to look forward to, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Right then, let's move on to the quiz with Mr. Sean Davies. Let's do this. Okay. Do we need to explain the rules? We've done like 95 of these now. Yes, but don't, someone, I don't know how to do someone, it. Someone may not have heard it before. How okay. do I quiz? <laughs> I'm going to ask these guys 10 questions all about video games. And um, they're going to write down the answers at the end of the podcast. We'll get the answers and we'll find out who scored the most points and who's the winner. And I think it's Toby is currently in the win. No, it's not Toby. Is it Paul? <laughs> no, no. Is it Ross? No, no, it's not Ross. It's Greg. What? <laughs> I thought we were in a parallel universe then, just for a second, where I actually, actually won something. Track. Uh, I have got a tally chart on my desk at work, but I have been off work for the last nine days. So I'm <laughs> number one. You're all number twos. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick this off with. Thanks, Google. Let's kick this off with question one. Who played Chun-Li in the 1994 Mortal Kombat movie? No, I'm kidding. Uh, question one. Who played Chun-Li in the 1994 Street Fighter movie? I know this one. And question one. Who played Chun-Li in the 1994 Street Fighter movie? Question two. In which game series would you find characters called Largo the Grand, Mancombe Seepgood, Herman Toothrot, and Morgan Lufley. I don't know this one. Oh, crap, that's me out. Can you say them all again? <laughs> I am. Question two, in which game series would you find characters called Largo Legrand, Mancombe Seepgood, Herman Toothrot, and Morgan Lufley? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> okay. I've got a good feeling on a guess for that one. Just by the way that those names are based. Goo guess. A good feeling (laughs) on a guess. (laughs) Okay, question three. Transistor, Bastion, and Pyre were all developed by which game studio? Bloody lovely one. Question three. Transistor, Bastion, and Pyre were all developed by which game studio? Okay, question four. What is the best-selling handheld gaming console to date? Question four. What is the best-selling handheld gaming console to date? Pocket Station. 
Neo Geo pocket. No, I mean the little pocket station, the, the Tamagotchi one, one like the tiny one. It's got to be one of those, surely. You mean the PS1 pocket station? Yeah. That never came out over it? Yeah. yeah. But a whole bunch of games I liked at the time had little tiny little pocket yeah, station yeah. gimmicks with them and I got really pissed off about it. Oh, I remember that. That was so yeah. cool. Didn't Final Fantasy VIII have that chocobo thing? Yeah. Oh. And the mana games. Okay, question five. Which Mortal Kombat character is named after a curious listing in the original game's diagnostic system? Question five, which Mortal Kombat character is named after a curious listing in the original game's diagnostic system? Wow. I'm guessing that one as well. Okay, question six. In the original Tomb Raider released in 1996, who is the main villain? Is it Marco Bartoli, Jacqueline Natler, Rafe Adler or Vernon Von Croy? So question six. In the original Tomb Raider released in 1996, who is the main villain? Is it Marco Bartoli, Jacqueline Natler, Rafe Adler or Vernon Von Croy? Okay, question seven. In the Uncharted series, Sully's private Grumman G21 Goose seaplane is named after a level in which other game? What? In, what? The, in the Uncharted series, Sully's private Grumman G21 Goose seaplane totally is biased. named after a level in which other game? What? I say so you want so you want the name of the game, I not the, the name of the plane. I want the name of the game. Okay, I think oh, I can do that. I might guess. I can't it. remember the name of the plane at all, but I think I remember what the reference was. Okay, the question seven Mad in the Uncharted series: Sully's private Grumman G21 Goose plane is named after a level in which other game? Okay, question eight. Are you going to are you going to accept franchises or not? Yes. It's got to be the right game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. To, yes, to, yeah, yes. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. Thanks. Uh, question. What am I on? Eight. How many movies based on video games has Dwayne The Rock Johnson starred in? <laughs> question eight. Does, does Jumanji count? Because that is a video game in the world of the movie so can you play that video game it's a fictional game though isn't it <laughs> all right board fine. game well you play you play a game with the rock in jumanji no i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> i'm stalling the uh, time while google loads <laughs> <laughs> question eight how many movies based on video games has dwayne the rock johnson starred in okay question nine the last game to release in the Earthworm Jim franchise, called Earthworm Jim Menace to the Galaxy, was released as an exclusive to which platform? Greg Bias. <laughs> I don't like Earthworm Jim. You love him. You love him. I haven't got an Earthworm Jim tattoo. No, exactly. On his penis. Um, Not penis. 
Question nine. The last game to release in the Earthworm Gym franchise called Earthworm Gym Menace to the Galaxy was released as an exclusive to which platform? And finally, question 10. Name three of the original eight characters in Super Smash Brothers. Name three of the original eight, eight. characters. Yeah. Question 10, name three of the original eight characters in Super Smash Bros. If I put more than three. No. Like if, if you read out three, <laughs> right, of how many how many many you write down, if you write down eight and five of them are incorrect, and then I ask you the question, because I'm gonna ask you now, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me the wrong answer on one of them, you don't get the point. Okay. Seems fair. Okay, and that was the quiz. All right, thank you, Sean. A pleasure as always. It's uh, trickier than uh, than normal, I think. Yeah, I was feeling a bit sadistic yesterday. Sorry about that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about that one. <laughs> but it's all right. It's only a game, isn't it? No, it's life and death. <laughs> uh, right, uh, there is no both barrels because I genuinely forgot to do one. So... <laughs> We're going to jump straight into the main topic, which was, of course, the Nintendo Direct, which landed this week after 581 days without one. And let's just say it was a kind of a lukewarm affair. It wasn't the best one ever, but it was there was some cool announcements in there. We're not going to go through every single one, obviously, because we'd be here forever. But um, I thought we'd go through the highlights, anything that people wanted to play coming from the Direct. That's uh, getting them a little bit excited. Uh, we did have some big announcements, like Fall Guys coming to Switch in the summer, also coming to Xbox, along with the Outer Wilds coming to Switch. We had Mario Golf Super Rush coming on June 25th. Uh, no More Heroes finally got a release date of August 27th. Uh, the Super Mario Animal Crossing stuff is coming this week, which makes me want to go out and buy a Switch again. And uh, Hades is getting a physical edition in March. And of course, Splatoon 3 closed off the event, which is coming out in 2022. And this year sees the release of a Skyward Sword HD remaster. So, uh, Toby, was there anything from the Direct that you've uh, caught up on this week that you are particularly excited about? <laughs> I thought it was a great Nintendo Direct. I don't know about lukewarm, um, but I did not realize it had been 581 days. That's crazy. I didn't even get the memo that it was actually happening as well. So it was a bit of a, <laughs> oh, look, there's Nintendo news all yeah, of a sudden. So what they've done, they like throughout 2020, they did those mini Directs. Uh, uh, but uh, it's been a it's been a long time since they've did like a full full on a proper hour long direct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I thought there was a whole bunch of things on there that were really fun. Um, I actually wasn't very interested in the ones you just listed um, because those are like the big things that you know lots and lots of people are going to be interested in. I was interested. Just the headlines, well. man. Just the headlines. All right, all right. But I just wanted the things that are much more niche than that. Um, oh, so yeah, such Sky- a hipster. <laughs> Skyward Sword is good that's that's good but i've already played it and i don't think i'm going to go back it's not one of the best zeldas around um but it's okay it's a passable zelda it's not the worst zelda but it's not the best zelda um i much prefer breath of the wild twilight princess ocarina etc um it's 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 quite far down that list if you actually think of the uh the, the the goodness that that series has given us over the years um so i had three Three particular ones apart from that that, that came up. Um, one very quick one and two that will take a bit longer. And so what very quick one was Samurai Warriors 5, 
Um, so that's just crazy that they're still making Samurai Warriors games. Um, after Dynasty Warriors 8, I vowed never to try to platinum one of these games ever again, um, because it was hundreds of hours of my life of just slashing Musu, slash Musu, just, and it was just ridiculous. Um, I do love the samurai storyline, though, that goes with the Samurai Warriors versions, because it's like Japanese history, which I find more exciting, more interesting um, than the Dynasty storyline. But so that might make it a bit hard to resist when it comes out. I'm hoping that I'll get my Dynasty Warriors Musu mode fill out of Persona 5 Strikers instead, and then I'll never need this Samurai Warriors 5 until the next one, you know, Samurai Warriors 6 or something, and I'll at least have not wasted quite as much of my life. And then we got Legend of Mana re-release. Now that is the best news in the entire uh, Nintendo Direct um, because the nostalgia provoked by that was just extreme. Um, back in the day, Legend of Mana was you know, a US-only release that I couldn't get hold of for a long time for love nor money. Um, eventually, uh, we've, been, we've been on the Slack this week. Um, we've been sort of exchanging pictures of a few old imports uh, that we managed to find. Greg and I used to be fiends for trying to get these imports from the US when we were back in Somerset in our teenage years. Um, and the, the the old spring-loaded PS1 that you could get so that you could then load up a British game first, a PAL game, and then get your NTSC game to work once it had registered the PAL, um, basically meant that we could play copied games as well. So we got a bunch of imports, one of which was Legend of Mana, um, which is this just wonderful little cutesy um, JRPG, but had a very, very unique gimmick in it that I've never seen since, which is where you put um, bits of land down on a world map, and then that's where those locations actually exist for the rest of your game, and it's makes it very, very unique. Um, but I copied a, a version of this that I, I got from um, Pink Planet Games, which uh, Greg will remember, um, which was where we used to get all our games from, but every now and again they had an import, like Xenogears or something. I, I asked Shane, if I said, if you ever get any in, and he got yeah. quite a bundle in, because he got the first Sui Coden for me, which wasn't an import, but he managed to get one of those in. Uh, Xenogears, Chrono Cross, Mana, something else. Oh, par- the first Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve, yeah. Yep. We both got Xenogears in the end and both got Chrono Cross, I think. But you had the Sukadens. I, I bought I your had... copy of Xenogears, didn't I? No, I've got my copy of Xenogears. Oh, I must have bought it. I think you must have bought it separately. Or unless we no, bought it and I, I bought had... it again. Didn't I buy your copy of Chrono Cross and then you bought it again to go That might back. be more like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Possibly. I um, mean, you had the Sukadens and I had Legend of Mana and we did a sort of copy swap of those ones. Um, so I've got copies of the Sukaden games and you've got a copy of the Legend of Mana. But what's fun about this is that Greg sent me a picture of it. <laughs> and back in my teenage years, I'd, I'd clearly decided that this was um, something I needed to do a bit of artwork on um, and had copied some of the lettering and typography off the front of this disc and drawn a little rabbit, which is one of the little rabbit anim- enemies that you fight. And it's it's just super, super geek cute thing <laughs> that I drew and I can't believe I did. Um, so nice little blast from the past for that. Thanks, Greg. Um, anyway, the fact that you can now... Um, play that for real is a, it's a great little boon for the for the switch i will buy that definitely um and just yeah i can't wait to play it it's, it's totally provoked a nostalgia trip for me um i've gone I've, i found collection of mana which i'd sort of earmarked when i got for when i rebought the switch um, and then forgotten about um so i've just ordered that which is basically a collection of the original second densetsu one two and three or final fantasy adventure in the uk um, and then Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana. And Secret of Mana, obviously everyone knows, but the other one was the Final Fantasy Adventure was this little Game Boy game, and Trials of Mana never even came out in outside of Japan. 
that was it was always just Psych and Densetsu 3 and it was just this legendary holy grail of games that I was never able to play despite all my importing and all the stuff I did manage to get hold of from the US um so yeah it's been really fun um looking at that stuff and I've, it just provoked me to want even more of these old games and I just wonder why I play modern games at the moment when all I really want to play is Square Enix games over and over and over again. And then the last one from the Nintendo Direct, and then I'll shut up, is um, Project Triangle Strategy. Which I have to say is the world's worst working title. I think it might be the worst one I've ever heard. I think if they'd just called the game Dave or something, it would have been better. Just anything than Triangle Strategy. That is just, <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it? That's just what, that's one of the things you decided on a whiteboard at one point when you're making the game. Um, it's terrible. However, the demo, which I played, um, and they released straight away, which uh, which I'm glad Square are doing at the moment on um, all sorts of Switch games, including Bravely Default, they, they've released this demo, and it's absolutely wonderful um, if you like grid-based tactics uh, things. And if you if you enjoyed Final Fantasy Tactics back in the day with its, you know, Ivalis based world and the politics and all that stuff is is really top-notch in this um, and then it goes into obviously grid-based tactics which i find i've got a massive sort of love hate relationship with um because i can't do them and i get really really into it and then i can never finish the end game versions of these things um it happened on disgaea the original disgaea like i just poured a hundred hours into that game and then um couldn't do the end game parts because the grind was just so massive um but yeah if you've if you like that kind of game, then there's a beautiful little demo um, that does things that you could never do on the original sort of graphics that it's emulating. So it's called this twinkling water and just sort of gorgeous looking game. Um, but at the same time, it's like 3D, oh, sorry, 2D tiny little sprites, and I love it. Um, so yeah, um, I would really recommend that, and I hope that give them another year of development. That game is really, really cool and worth a buy. Now, is it connected to Octopath Traveler in any way? Um, I don't think it is. It's got a completely separate storyline. It looks to be a different developer, a, a different studio within the Square Enix you know, umbrella. Um, so I don't think it is. I think the Octopath Traveler group are the ones doing Bravely Default 2. So I don't right. think there's any link in that respect. Um, they look you know, intensely similar. But, yeah, um, but, but one's a, you know, a, a turn-based you know, normal RPG style and one's a, a grid-based um, strategy RPG. Um, but other than that, yeah, you could totally think that it was. At the same time, you could totally think it was um, Final Fantasy Tactics 2 or something. It looks a lot like that. Yeah, it looks interesting. I remember playing Octopath Traveler. I didn't get too far into it. Uh, it didn't grab me, but I know people that love it. And uh, more of the same-ish can only be a good thing, I suppose. It's one of those ones I really want to go back and play properly because um, I had it on my, my Switch from two or three years back. And then, yeah, I got about got about ten hours in, started to lose track, and then other things got in the way. Other games, yeah, sad. It happens. Uh, Greg, did you see anything from the direct that you uh, that you want to jump into? Yeah, well, Legend of Mana was what made me go, "Ooh, it's, it's quite cool that Hades is getting a physical release." But it's a bit annoying that I bought the damn thing. Saga Frontier, which is another SquareSoft RPG, I don't remember that being in the future. I remember I had Saga Frontier two, and that was like a fantasy game so seeing saga frontier was a bit like oh i don't remember it being about robots and shit um tales from the borderland as i said that's quite nice that that's gonna get more support because that was surprisingly really good i really enjoyed playing through that i haven't played any of the, the major no more heroes games i reviewed travis strikes again which is turns out as a spin-off i never played a full no more heroes game 
So that might be something worth getting into. The rest of the stuff, I couldn't really, uh, I don't want to sound too dismissive, but I couldn't give a shit about it. Fall Guys, do not care for Fall Guys, not in the slightest. Smash, lost interest, traded my um, Switch copy of that in because I couldn't be bothered to play against it, really. But I think the most surprising one is Stubbs the Zombie is coming back. Because I wrote about that recently for a, for a Tother site that I write for. I wrote about, I can't remember what the article was, but I remember thinking, ah, Stubbs the Zombie, what a classic. And yeah, that's coming back. And if you haven't played it, it's insane. It's, 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 this, it's a similar sort of Destroy All Humans kind of vibe where you play a zombie and you go around turning people into zombies. And it's great. And it's over the top and violent. Yeah, so that, my takeaway is only a handful of stuff. The rest of it I thought was disappointing. And I said earlier on that Skyward Sword sucks balls and Sean was pretty quick to show me the Metacritic score because that's what I really needed just to prove my point was Sean telling me, actually, look, it's a 91. But I don't <laughs> care for Skyward Sword at all. So the fact that they're going to charge people 60 quid for a game of that caliber is just more for you for buying it, I suppose. If you like it, Brillo. But there I are think that, nine, that 91 seems like they were starved for Zelda for so long <laughs> that it just that meant one any Zelda got the, a good grade. What was the only other Zelda game that came out on the Wii uh, besides Twilight Princess? Because that was on the GameCube. It was fucking Link's archery training, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Well, this is crossbow it. training. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, crossbow training, yeah. What a banger. Yeah. I think that, that, came out, that came out when we were at GameStation, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah. here's, our, here's our gun peripheral for... Um, like, let's not make a Metroid Prime style game that we'd use it. Now, let's use Link, who's clearly known for. F- uh, uh, no. <laughs> so I think that Skyward Sword's coming out as everyone's like, yay! But what they really need to do is crack on with a remake of Ocarina of Time, use the template they did for the 3DS remake, and then just build on that for the Switch. That's what they should be focusing on. Yep. 100%. But, yep. But um, other than that, yeah, no real takeaway. I watched it. I'm quite surprised I actually sat and watched one of these things for once. But uh, yeah. Okay. About it, really. uh, Paul, sorry, I interrupted you then. What did you want to say? No, I was just saying, wasn't there like a another game with Link in it? Um, well, there was uh, there was Hyrule Warriors. Let's see, that's what I was thinking of you. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. not a, a proper, proper, proper Zelda title, though, is it? No, Isn't that like Switch era, though? But I that's suppose not... no, it was, no, it was Crossbow Drink. No, Hyrule, uh, Link, Hyrule Warriors is... Was that on Wii U? Wii U! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear the Wii U without thinking of Kung Pao. <laughs> Yeah, Skyward Sword was an interesting choice. I mean, I think if I think you're right, Greg, out of all of them, you know, Ocarina, maybe Wind Waker. I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that's had a that's good. That's had a I HD love Wind Waker. Wii U, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know, people were hoping that obviously it's Zelda's 35th anniversary this week, mm. and so they were hoping that they would release a uh, a triple pack a la the Super Mario one they did recently. No, why do that when they can spin out for money? Yeah, there you go, guys. Sorry. Ocarina, I'm sure, is coming, and so is Wind Waker. But bloody yeah. so. And even Majora's Mask, that needs a better treatment as well. Yeah, oh, God, Majora's Mask is awesome. I'd love to see a, uh, a new Zelda, like one of the 3D Zeldas, but in the style of the Link's Awakening remake. Yeah. That would yeah, be, that'd be good. Yeah. Not like, not like top down, but that visual style. Yeah, going, that going weird in 3D. Sort of pseudo claymation type thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Did anyone play the Minish Cat? Was it on the Game Boy? Was it? That was DS. Yeah. DS. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. that one. Oh, wait. No, Minish Cap was... I think he's right. I think it's Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. I swear it was. Because there was, there was Minish... A, maybe I just played it on the DS. There was Minish Cap and Four Swords. Four Sword Adventures, whatever it was called. They were good. I played Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS. Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? Oh, mate, that was awesome. Absolutely. Where's the love for Twilight Princess? That's my favourite. 
That was my only Wii oh, you're game. You're such a hipster. <laughs> Love Twilight game, Princess. It's the only game I had on the Wii, apart from Wii Sports, obviously. But, my uh, my old housemate had the GameCube version. I don't know what he's done with it, but that thing goes for a fucking penny. Really? Yeah, because the GameCube version was it was um oh, I can't think of an example that have done it with other consoles, but like yeah, because the GameCube one, because obviously everyone was in favor of the Wii, so the GameCube one kind of came and went. And um, same with like Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, that goes for a fair bob as well, because it was like, ah, no one cares. Mm. And then because it came out on the GameCube and you could play it with a GameCube controller, which I know you could plug into a Wii as well, but yeah, it, the price went up. Like, I think wow. I first had it on the, on the GameCube. You still got it? No. Ah, oh, boo. <laughs> you had to sell your copy of Tombi to, uh, to yeah. finance it. <laughs> Well, Shenmue 2 is more expensive than the actual Dreamcast. How about that? Yeah, well, Shenmue 2 was bizarrely quite rare. Yeah. Uh, to get hold of, and it's difficult yeah. to get hold of now, except for the, of course, you can download it digitally now for any well, game store. Go, but... Going back to Toby's thing about um, PS1 games, I, it, it hurts because I had a really big collection, like Toby said, both the Sui Codens, a lot of these American ones, and I sold them about 10 years ago when I was in a bit of a financial pinch. And it's, it's, it's a bit annoying because I sorted myself out not long after that. And it's like, oh, man, I miss all these. Would I play them now? Probably not. Luckily, they released both the Sui Codens on the PS3. I've talked about this before. But I used to look at my collection and be like, that's cracking. Never going to play that again. Yeah, there's interesting stuff. I mean, there's a game called the Famicom Detective Club, uh, which is coming out um, on Switch. Uh, the Missing Air. And oh, the that old Stand NES Pine. one. Yeah, yeah that one. That didn't get an EU release either, I believe. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, there you go. I think that's... This uh, is why this Nintendo Direct was so good. It was all like things that had only been stuck in the US and Japan. A whole bunch mm. of things. Yeah, that was one of my favourite things from this Direct. The and, also, uh, and also DC Superhero Girls, which looks like... Shite. <laughs> it's not for you, Greg. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Sean, what was your highlights um, from this one? From this Direct? Well, I've never played Skyward Sword. So you know, uh, it isn't that bad, man. It really isn't that bad. But this is why this is why somebody was saying to me the other day that it was it was underrated, and then I went on Metacritic, and that's why I was fucking confused because underrated to me doesn't equate to a ninety-one critic score and an eighty-one user score. I didn't understand why it was underrated, and then like everyone's saying it's shit, and I, I really don't understand. It feels like Zelda after a year just turns to shit. Because like people are saying the Breath of the Wild is crap now, and it's like, what's going on with Zelda? Who says that? Oh fucking! I just, just say that I said it was crap when I first played it. I'm, yeah, I'm you're the, wrong, Paul. I'm right, the trendsetter. I'm just say that, please. I care about your opinions on this one. You're wrong. No, no one does. No. They're right though. I genuinely loved going to Dresd that year, and and it was shortly after all these reviews had come out when it was ten out of ten, and you're talking to these developers about it, and they were like, I don't want to say it out loud. I just don't think it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there's a general air of, of Zelda like standoffishness but I, I really want to play Skyward Sword I've never played it and it seems like they've done some cool things with their controls yeah um, I, love, I love it said now it has button only controls I'm like wow what a revolution <laughs> uh, that's what I want though I don't want to fuck about <laughs> yeah yeah. They've which, is, the... which is funny because the Wii was called the revolution <laughs> we hey. And they've, uh, yeah, they've moved the sword controls to the right stick. Well, it doesn't look too bad, but yeah, I'm going to have to put that into practice and in, in see, see, how, see how that is. I quite like the look of that Knockout City, which I know is coming to all the consoles, but it looked like um, it looked like this Roller, Roller Champions beats Fortnite, and I'm okay with that. It's a dodgeball game, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it, it, looked, it looked cool. You, know, it, it just you looked throw like... each other at each other. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, one guy turns into a bull, which I, I just thought it was like a mishmash. Like Roadhog mean, of Overwatch and yeah, yeah. It, it does look like a hero hero shooter mixed with brawler champions, and I don't care that that sounds awesome. Um, Star Wars Hunters. I, I just want more fucking Star Wars games. So I'll take whatever the fuck that is. I, we didn't see anything of it. I, I just, it's, I just... It's, a, it's a free-to-play game made by Zynga. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you going to take did back you, what you said did there, you Sean? See, did you not see the Zynga bit in the top corner? That was the first thing I noticed in the trailer. No, the, the, the stream I got, it was the, the quality... I mean, maybe it was my internet, but like the quality was, was awful. So it was just like, it kept glitching. No, um, I saw that familiar that familiar logo in the top left. What is it like a bulldog or something? Like a white silhouetted oh, bulldog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that? It's fucking Zinger. And this is on my phone. I was squinting at my phone going, Zinger. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. last, the last thing Star Wars needs is to be pimped out for all the money in the world. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming to uh, iOS and Android as well. Yay. Sounds yeah, great. Yeah, I'm awesome. not going to mark my calendar for that one. <laughs> I'll just download it on my phone then. I mean <sighs> Damn it. Uh, it's as good as all the other Star Wars mobile games. Um, I, I was I was high on that Hamic, uh, the Famicom Detective Club. I have yeah. heard loads of good stuff about that, um, and and it's apparently inspired a load of, of the guy games recently because like a, a version made it onto some kind of emulation, and people were like playing it again and being inspired by it. So I'm looking forward to that. And then there was that Neon White, which. I have no idea what it is or what it's supposed to be because it's some kind of deck building first person shooter, which I don't think two genres have ever met. But yeah, it looked fun. So yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I thought Sean's going to like this. Yeah. It's it was interesting it genre mashup. This, this was a really, I mean, this wasn't the whole, you know, the, the E3 style, you know, knock it out the part direct, but it, there was a lot of good stuff in there. Like, you know, Mario Golf, Super Rush, was was fine, you know. Splatoon. Yeah, I mean, when I said at the start it was lukewarm, I was like the, the reaction to it hasn't been amazing. But people have been waiting for so long to hear stuff about Bayonetta and Breath of the Wild two and Metroid, and they're still being very quiet about their big guns. Yeah, but to be fair, it's it's not as if Nintendo need to tell you about these stuff because the consoles are still sounding like like Billio, you know. The, this this third month of two brand spanking new next gen consoles being out, and the Switch outsells them both. How the fuck is that happening? Because people can buy Switches. Yeah, because they're not available. <laughs> that's exactly why that's, that's exactly that. no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> not because it's the better console; it's because it's just the only console. Look, I can't get your PS5. Will you accept a Switch? Yes, mummy, I'll accept. You're not a my Switch. real parents. Ah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I love that. It's not lockdown causing more uh, parental breakups. It's, um, oh, you bought him a Switch. I didn't have any PlayStations. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> and then uh, parents get stuffed with the Nintendo tax. Yeah. £60 for every game. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Breath of the Wild is still £47. It's the cheapest I can find it. Breath of the Wild is the, the game that has held its value for the longest time I've ever seen. Uh, Smash Bros. is up there as well. But just anything on Switch for the last yeah. like three years just hasn't gone down. Any, if it's like that, anything first party, yeah, yeah, first party Nintendo stuff, exactly. And it's, it's like it's like the um, Call of Duty, so like they used to be for an entire year. You just could not get it for a better price at all. And then they need to sell for two. And quid. then suddenly they just go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like FIFA. You know, you can you can build a house out of FIFA discs for fifty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you go to <laughs> the. This one's done it for yeah. three years. I was just like, fuck off. If you want to play 
um, Octopath Traveller, I can't rebuy that because it's 50 quid. Still? Yeah. For fuck's sake. There is no better, ver- better price for Octopath Traveller. That is insane. It was on, it was on 25 pounds digital only, like at the New Year sale, and I so nearly did it, but I didn't have, I don't have time to put into another 70 hours into Octopath Traveller, so I just thought, fuck it. Not yes, right you now. do, Toby. Yes, you do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do. Just swap Sekiro <laughs> out and you're fine. No. <laughs> I've got to finish Sekiro. I can get it off that list. I just, I just want to get the Platinum Trophy before you <laughs> <laughs> distract him. Look over here, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you, you could dangle anything like a little furry thing, I'd definitely be like, oh, what's that? You, you do love a furry thing. Exactly. Stuck out your ass. Like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make a pegging joke in there somewhere, but I just... Stop with a pegging joke, Jesus. Just, just think about you having a fairy butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you're even thinking about it, though. He's my best friend. <laughs> oh. He thinks inappropriate things about me, clearly. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he? You know? <laughs> you're a handsome man, even if you do like... <laughs> if, even if you do like people in furry costumes. Any more games, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing from me. No, it, was, it was a good okay. debate. Cool. Anything specific uh, from you, Russ, that you've not uh, mentioned? Not really. I'm excited for more Mario Golf. I do like a Mario Golf game. Um, the the two additions to Smash, which were uh, Pira and Mitha, I believe, from Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. Um, I mean, Smash doesn't need more people with swords. It's quite crafty, though. It's like, here's two new characters, but it's actually one person. Yeah, it's actually one. <laughs> it also makes that. me want to buy Xenoblade rather than Smash Brothers. I've got. So I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles at the moment. Yeah, but aren't they from two rather than one? Yes. Yeah. I was reading the you know the hype. Obviously, Nintendo announced a direct, then the internet goes absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, people were expecting Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> what in a Smash game? Yep. What? Well, yeah. you know, everyone's in different franchises these days. Yeah, but Crash is a Sony property, isn't it? Mm. No, wait, no, he's not. No, he's not. And there's very few Western characters in Smash Brothers. Um, I can't think of Snake. that oh, many. Um, uh, yeah. There really aren't that many. Um, Banjo-Kazooie is one, I guess. Yeah. Was there anything in the Nintendo Direct that would make you rebuy a Switch, Russ? Honestly, and you, you're going to hate me for this, but it's, it's the Super Mario stuff in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, just wondering if that Animal Crossing stuff would actually push you over the edge to buy it again. I mean, it really would because it has. <laughs> you go high pitched as well. How do you get Animal Crossing? So high pitched? Has... <laughs> How do you do it? I really want one. <laughs> Animal Crossing. It has, it has warp pipes. And one of, the, one of the most stressful things about Animal Crossing is getting from one side of your island to the other. So. Just buy a DS and Mario. It's cheaper than a Switch and Animal Crossing. I you want warp know. pipes that badly? I know, but I was like, I was on the fence about it for ages because I wanted to get one anyway, and I was considering waiting for the pro. But now it's like, oh god, they really I didn't wait. I don't think really, it'll be enough of a difference. <laughs> they really hit me hard with that. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> damn it! I want that on my island. So, and what about so. um? You've got to get one within the next month or two to get that triple Mario before it disappears. I know. Oh, yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. End of end of next month that disappears. But we starting to go fund me then. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much that's going to cost. Like, if you're going to find it, say in like CEX or eBay or something, I wonder how much they're going to be charging people. Lot. Yeah, they're just going to rip it off the eShop. It's so bizarre. So yeah, I mean, it was yeah. As you can see, everyone's got a very varied uh, selection from the direct. So you know, there is something there for everyone, which is very much a Nintendo thing to do. 
So good times indeed. And yeah, look out for uh, coverage on, I guess, a few of these games once they come up. Toby will talk about them to the nth degree, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, I'm curious about uh, what you guys think of the Mana remasters. It's not something I've particularly got into, but I'm excited that you're excited. And I'm excited to hear about it. When they come out, we'll talk about it. Uh, the only thing I could say right now is that those those two weird, like, Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, like, 3D remakes, those do mm. not appeal. That's like taking beautiful 2D sprites and making shit-looking 3D out of them. I just I just think they look terrible. Uh, Paul, did you get a chance to see anything from the Direct? Um, I did not. But I will say that I've kind of given up with Nintendo now because, like you said a minute ago, they're big hitters. Where are they? You know, it, you know. I think we had this discussion a few weeks back. You know, they've got these great games, a great back catalogue of games, and doing nothing with them. They're just milking the, the shit as much as they can. And I've decided, so I've given up. There's nothing that's going to make me buy a Switch unless, you know, I don't know. That's it. No, nothing. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I don't think um, Milky Zelda and Mario is shit. I think that's just it's just tried and tested products that they know will sell. Oh, you know, for, for sure. And, you know, but I, I, I did say that Breath of the Wild was, was not a good game when it first came out. Um, it just didn't feel very Zelda to me. Uh, Mario, I would say, amazing. You can do that all you like, for sure. But, you know, where the, but, you know, there's Mario everywhere, there's Zelda everywhere. Where's, like, where's the F-Zeros and where's the Metroids and Star Foxes and, you know, there's so many great titles out there. They're just not doing anything with, and I'm just like, I just, nothing appeals to me. Because if you go and set that, that eShop of theirs now, it's just a glut of trash. It looks like the worst Windows phone store, full of crap. Yeah, the eShop is a disaster. Yeah. And it's got to be uh, uh, sorted yeah, out. Yeah, I, I mean, so. when I did have a switch, I was looking through it, I just couldn't be bothered to trail through all the crap. See if it's ain't good there, and the the, the UI is not very good either. So it makes searching a mission. Oh, I don't know. I like to mind, you know me. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Metopia coming out again is quite interesting. I remember playing that on the Wii U. Maybe I want to say, and there is more depth to it than you might expect. It's actually quite a uh, quite a packed game, but they are charging fifty pounds for a me game, which is going to be interesting. And uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Nuberville was a lot of fun. That's coming out on Switch as well. So, you know, there's, there, there was a fair amount there that's going to capture the interest of someone at least. And no doubt and there'll be more to come from Nintendo before the end of the year. There has to be, really, to be honest. All uh, right, then, let's move on with the next story, which is EA have officially bought Codemasters. Um, I'm going to read from The Verge on this one from Mr. Sam Bylord. Uh, just a few paragraphs from the story. Uh, Electronic Arts have agreed to buy out UK developer Codemasters in a move that could see the US publishing giant wrest control of the racing video game genre. The deal is expected to close in the first quarter of next year for $1.2 billion. Sky News first reported EA's interest in Codemasters over the weekend, saying that the British company had previously agreed a $970 million deal with Rockstar Games and 2K Sports owner Take-Two Interactive. EA confirmed the agreement early Monday morning. Codemasters is one of the oldest British game developers, having been founded in the 80s and produced early hits like Dizzy for systems that were popular in the UK, like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64. In recent decades, it's been best known for creating racing games like Dirt, Grid, and the Formula One series, and last year acquired a developer behind Project Cars. Um, I'll stop there. So it's, it's an interesting acquisition, and 
it looks like EA are trying to build a kind of a corner of the industry, kind of holding all the racing things. Of course, they also have Need for Speed and the like uh, to go alongside this. Um, Sean, is this a good or a bad thing for people like us who like playing video games and like having Codemasters games being fun and entertaining ones without any kind of major involvement from big companies? I think for us, for, as fans, I think it's a good good move. I think um, the money that EA bring to Codemasters, because Codemasters aren't, aren't, you know, obviously the, the, the price they demanded, that they, they required to be purchased was, was no nothing to sniff at. But EA is a different beast. You know, it is much bigger and it has a, a much wider uh, system of developers that they can that codemasters could now tap into you know some of the games that codemasters have been putting out have been exemplary like the f1 games you just wouldn't want to anybody to go in there stirring that pot because they consistently review well and sell well so you wouldn't want people massing there but there are things that codemasters have been doing for a while that maybe you know ea could help with dirt for example that probably needs a bit of a, a bit of a switch up, and um, you know EA or a studio that can help with that. My one massive uh, kind of worry about this whole situation is that EA don't stop pushing engines on Codemasters, because obviously EA have the Frostbite engine, and they tend to want everybody to use that engine because they really want to push the fact that this is the best, you know, all singing, all dancing piece of kit for whatever reason. It also means they don't have to license out the engine elsewhere. Uh, Codemasters don't use Frostbite, so this might be an issue for Codemasters if if they come down and go, "Hey, the new F1 game we want it in Codemasters, we want it in the the Frostbite engine," and that would be a disaster. I think uh, the next F1 game would suck because of it, because it, it takes developers quite a few you know products to get used to these to the Frostbite engine. Uh, you look at a lot of the, the games that EA put out, the first in the series, and they haven't been good. They've been glitchy. They've been, they've been, they've been, there's been issues. You look at, you know, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, for example. Um, so, yeah, th- there's this potential there for it to, be, to become really the home of driving games. Uh, and, you know, if, if Codemasters can get IPs like Need for Speed, which I think they would do really well at, given the fact that, um, you know, Codemasters contains quite a lot of talents that was at uh, Evolution and was slightly mad racing and all, all the other kind of studios in the UK that did racing games. A lot of them are at Codemasters now. There's, there's real potential to have some awesome racing games coming out of that company. But there's, there's still a bit of a worry that EA might, might fuck it up. And they have a history, shall we say. <laughs> that they do. That they do. Um, is are we going to see them being EA being EA, or do you think they've learned the lesson by now and try to avoid, you know, the kind of catastrophe of the loot boxes of Battlefront Two? I really hope that um, they don't they don't go all guns blazing EA straight away, and I really hope that they don't do their typical EA a thing of they ask a developer to develop a game that they aren't accustomed to, and that's happened in the past and failed spectacularly and ended up with studios being closed. But with the, or everything that EA have been putting out, it's like we are now the home of driving games. And that's really encouraging that they aren't going to do that. Loot boxes, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe we're going to pay for, you know, all kinds of wacky shit in the next 
dirt. You know, it's going to get free to play, but you have to pay for pieces of the track. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I don't, I don't know, man. It, it, it's EA. They are, they put out some brilliant games, but they also just know how to screw, you know, as much money out of everyone as possible. So, fingers crossed we're not playing FIFA Ultimate Dirt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're going to resurrect Onrush. Man, I would be so happy. <laughs> I mean, I they're mean, not. But... Of course they won't, but <laughs> that'd be nice. You gave that a 10 out of 10, and that was the, one of the only reviews I've been like, that is fucking absolutely guaranteed 10 out of 10. Yep. <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. And why are you playing it, everyone? Come on, for God's sake. I love it so much. Toby, have you got any thoughts on the EA acquisition of Codemasters? Do you agree with Sean? Um, pretty much. But at the same time, I'm not a massive racing game sort of fan. Um, I prefer things that are a little bit more wacky when it comes to racing, like um, Wipeout and Roll Cage and things like that. I don't, I don't really go for the Gran Turismos and the F1s and Dirts and things. So if they're going to do something that's going to rope me in, I'd need something to be a little bit more interesting. You know, bring bring back something like Onrush, like you know, Motorstorms. Those ones were more up my street because they're just a little bit different. Um, I think the only thought I really had on this was that EA get to the point where they're going to have a bit of a monopoly on racing games and a monopoly means less competition, not more. So my sort of thoughts around what Sean said about there being, you know, more good games and the, the opportunities, I hope that's the case, but my sort of reticence is, yeah, but it could mean that there's just no competition and they can put out whatever shit they feel like putting out and we've got no choice in the matter. The and that's that, a little bit of a worry. The thing with that is that there are there are some studios that are really stepping it up. So this this Kaleton, um KT Games that's been working with Big Ben, who did uh, the Isle of Man game, and they, they they have really stepped up their game in the last couple of games. I think, and and you've always got Milestone who can do racing games. There's there's quite a lot of competition out there. Obviously, Playground Games as well with Forza, and. The, the Gran Turismo, there's there's a lot of competition out there. Um, and I'd say that they, they'd struggle to get a monopoly based on the fact that I think Forza is probably the highest selling racing game out there at the minute. So it's, but they they are going to be able to mount more of a challenge on the, mm. on those big, the big guns. Okay. Well, I hope that's the case. Me too. Cause it would be shit if they took over the, because <laughs> then we definitely would be if you really playing. do take over the racing game market you get to the point where that could be the case but yeah you know you make you make a good point that they don't they don't own you know a number of pretty you know large-scale racing titles still so yeah that's that, good it's a prime example of with football you look at what happened with fifa you know they did take over the football market and what's left is fifa and we just yeah. look at every year yeah despite the fact that we continues to go nowhere or get worse so yeah, you're right. That is a worry. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a lot of competition left, is there? I mean, we've got Gran Turismo, uh, Forza, like you said. I don't know. There's a lot to uh, there's a lot to lose, I think, in this in this regard. But I think EA hopefully have taken everything on board recently and will leave them quite alone. They're just there to, you know, steal their uh, just steal their profits essentially. Where where are all the Psygnosis um, developers now? You know, the ones who did Wipeout and Roll Cage and things. They, they are all over the place. Dang. They were in one place, then that would be the place to watch. There, there are two studios um, that most of them landed at, um, and they, neither of them do racing games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Didn't they once do um, 
they once did an RPG as well. I think what the it was Alundra. Was that right, Greg? Am I thinking? Psychosis? Psychosis was Alundra, yeah. Yeah, and so the one time they tried to do an RPG and it was fucking amazing. But that was more like Zelda, and it was great. Yeah, that was the PlayStation's cool. uh, answer to Zelda. Before everything was a GTA clone and a Dark Souls clone, that was like yeah, that was a Zelda clone. For comparisons sure. were <laughs> it was a, great. A <laughs> thing. Mm. Uh, anyway. Paul, have you got any uh, thoughts on this one? Well, I, t- uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really kind of too like clued up on this sort of thing. But I mean, like as you guys said, I mean, EA take over the football market, and now they're just sort of just bringing out anything, and people will buy it. And I think that's the worst. I mean, you've got you know, fee for fifteen, the fee for twenty, it's probably not a lot different. So. You know, and then if they go bring out like I know they're going to do the uh, Need for Speed series, um, working the Codemasters, and you've got Need for Speed One, and you've got Need for Speed Twenty Twenty Six, it'd be exactly the same, but with new skins. It's like fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if they got more money and Codemasters can make better games, that's a good thing. But at the same time, if we know EA, um, they like to rinse everything as much as they can. And I don't think it's going to be a good thing because. The independent nature of the Codemasters games are kind of probably going to disappear um, as you know the big iron fist as EA comes on and says we must have it like this. Use our Frostbite engine. You must make the next Need for Speed. And it's got to be like Forza. And I was like, wow. So um, you know, in, you know, one hand it could be quite good, but I think in a slightly bigger hand, I think it's not going to be a good thing. But you know, I don't know a lot. Certainly is. Uh... An interesting acquisition for them. Uh, Greg, do you want to finish this off? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, those two, uh, Toby and uh, Sean covered it quite succinctly. Sean definitely covered it quite succinctly. As long as they just don't do what they do to like Pandemic and Bullfrog and just bury them under Eanus, Visceral, you know, um, the company behind Dead Space, not viscerally killing them off. Just let Cody's do their thing and be the parent company. That, that's all we can hope they can do. But if you start seeing, I mean, Dirt's got transactions in it anyway. Dirt 2 was rife with that, and it was properly wank. But I'd like to think EA getting better after Squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order. Now, that's Star Wars examples, but then that's because Star Wars games look at Battlefront 2, for example. I kind of hope they've learned the lesson and we'll just let them do their thing, but only time will tell on this one. Indeed, there's a long way to go, yeah. And we're going to see. See, I mean, I guess... I don't know what's coming out from Codemasters this year, except for obviously F1. Uh, but that will be, as a way off yet, that will be October ish, it normally is. So I guess it's going to be wild to see, to see if, uh, if EA have medals in any way. But we well, should keep an eye on it, as we always do. Uh, right then, final topic, uh, very quickly. Obviously, the big trailer this week was Mortal Kombat. And dare I say, it looks rather fun. Uh, the Red Band trailer dropped down. Um, if you don't know what that is, it means it's a trailer that's full of swears and blood and gore. Um, exactly what Mortal Kombat should be, exactly how they should be promoting something like Mortal Kombat. And it doesn't look awful. I don't think I'm alone in this one. Uh, Toby, what did you make of the trailer? I'd love to see a non-Red Band trailer of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> a five seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just nothing in it. <laughs> um, I, I've never been such a, such a massive fan of Mortal Kombat as some others on this podcast. So... I'll keep it quick. But um, first of all, where's Chun-Li? Right? Uh, Just, I don't get uh, it. <laughs> I'm glad I got to go first. I could say that. <laughs> um, and um, secondly, I think, yeah, I think I basically agree. It looks, it looks fun. It doesn't look particularly good, but it looks fun. Um, it, it's, it's got that sort, of, that sort of space where a lot of video game movies are sort of, you know, in the middle of looking absolute shite and looking amazing. They're looking, okay. It's looking like it'll 
do its job and it will be possible entertainment. Um, it's got two very uh, good Asian male actors in it, um, Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada and I don't pronounce his name properly, but Ng Chin Han is playing the um, bad guy. Um, so, and I forget their names actually within the Mortal Kombat universe. The only one I really know is Sub-Zero. Um, so it, as, this is what I mean by not being a massive fan of, of Mortal Kombat. But those two actors are great and they look really great. And, they're, and they're, um, their little scenes within that trailer were, were awesome. Um, Stana does a uh, bit where he, with the sort of um, grappling hook spike Scorpion. stuff was, was fantastic. Is he Scorpion? Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> this is something. If there was a quiz on uh, Mortal Kombat, I'd fail completely. Um, oh, but yeah, see what you've looks... done now. You've given Sean ideas. Now. Yeah, Sean's got an idea. Um, <laughs> I will get a one or a two out of ten. I promise. Um, so yeah, it, it looks fun, but that's about all I could say about it. I, I, I remain, you know, hopeful, but it could turn out to be just, you know, really terrible again. It, it yeah, just good. like a lot of these films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, the trailer was very well put together, and I think it hit the beats it had to. Yes, but uh, you know, time will tell on this one. Um, Greg, I guess you're the uh, you, you're the one to go to because it's uh, it's kind of your genre, isn't it? What beat 'em ups? Yeah, I mean, you reviewed MK11. Yeah, I did, and I, I'm a Mortal Kombat movie fan as well. For there is only one that really counts, and that's um, <laughs> Annihilation. Yeah. No, I, I fucking love the first one, as cheesy as it is. But then I own it on Blu-ray, and I've got the Street Fighter film on Blu-ray, and I've got the Mario Brothers film on DVD. So um, I'm very aware that more, uh, movie, video game movies are a terrible kind of camp and a terrible kind of cheese. But then there are some absolute stinkers as well. Just look at anything Uwe Boll's done. Um, but back on topic, I'm excited for this one, but I'm, ca- I'm cautiously excited. Because I want it to be good, but we all know, in the eyes of the the more serious uh, film critic, it's going to get slated. You know, Mark Kermode's not going to look for the nuances or the references and all the sh- kind of shit, is he? He's going to be like, it's a dumb action film with lots of blood and killing in it. You know, Ebert and the other one, um, they're not going to review it for its critical acclaim and comparing it to Ang Lee's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They're going to call it a dumb movie. Uh, a dumb video game movie but in terms of what they're trying to do i think it's clearly being treated with a degree of care that you know the major studios didn't do for the other two which is why it bombed which is why like annihilation was just total wank but then we had the same kind of hope with the silent hill film and that wasn't great it was all right and then look at Resident Evil. Oh, Paul W.S. And- Paul W.S. Anderson is treating these things with care. And then we've got psychic Alice cloning blah, 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 loads of backflips and migraine-inducing cuts. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out and it gets an absolute slating. Yeah, I mean... It but there's a really, there's a really, really... For the fans, cool, isn't it? I know it's a, really, a cliche. Really cool but... bit where like, Sub-Zero, like... Uh, like like damages Scorpion and his blood's up in the air and then Scorpion freezes it and turns it into like a blood dagger and stabs him with it. Yeah. You know. And Kano rips someone's heart out. And he's got his um Trevor Goddard style Australian accent, which is great, because Kano wasn't originally Australian. It was Trevor Goddard in the first movie who has passed away. Who is us I don't think he's actually Australian. I think he's British, but he put on an Australian accent for it. Hello Sonia. I know all your moves, baby. Um <laughs> and 
go on, darling, give us a break. Um, but that that retcon the character to, to the one we see now. So the fact that the new guy is doing that faithfully, oh, you bloody ripper, you know, it looks good. Yeah. And Luke Hanks, yeah. Luke Hanks, someone's a dragon. Yes, that was a cool moment. Goro's in it, apparently. Yeah, did you not catch him in the trailer? Yeah, like for a second. I don't know oh. if that's like a flashback because it's in like a big smoke-filled arena. Yeah. So is it a flashback? Is it something else? Is it like them telling the tale of Goro? I don't know. Who knows? Um, this is slightly off topic, but um, I can't remember if we talked about this. Um, Oscar Isaac getting cast as Solid Snake for a Metal Gear thing. Does that, uh, does that, does that sit okay with you? If he does a good job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Didn't want to go into it. I was just curious. His diary at the moment must be insane. Yeah. yeah. He's been cast yeah. in everything. You're okay. thinking of the other guy that looks like him. No, I'm not. Pedro <laughs> Pascal takes all the other roles. Between the two of them, that's it. Yeah, that's true. all the films. <laughs> yeah, I saw another Netflix thing announced today that Pedro Pascal is involved in. Bloody oh, hell. Dear. Yeah, he's freaking everywhere. Assumedly taking a uh, very important cargo from one side of the country to another. Mm. That's what he does best. This is the way. He gets his eyes gouged out. <laughs> uh, Paul, more combat trader, did you see it? I did. What do you think? Oh, I loved it. I loved it for um, a few reasons, actually. Um, first of all, uh, I loved the first Mortal Kombat film that came out. Uh, I saw, remember I seen the, the trailer at the cinema with my pal, and we all just went a bit mental about it. You had the hook, you had to kind of get over here, and it was, it was great. Loved it. Annihilation dog shit. Um, but since then, and I don't know if you guys have seen the YouTube uh, series that came out. That came out. Oh, Legacy. Yeah, like on a six years ago, maybe or something like that. Oh, longer than that. There was the there was the Tester one, which wasn't a real one. With um, it was that black guy playing Baraka, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he made a series off of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was great. That was really dark. It was really kind of putting Mortal Kombat into the kind of the real world, a bit like uh, Nolan's Batman films in a way. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Um, and and lastly, um, you know what Greg said about Commode and these film reviews. Now I know I've got a friend or two who listen to his podcast, and they're proper film people and we go and watch a film and you know we we have heated debate shall we say about the merits of the film now one one particular film was uh, godzilla the, the new one came out and um i loved it my mate was going oh where's the story where's this that, and the other i said you know what look i'll go see godzilla come and see godzilla doing a bunch of godzilla type shit and that's exactly what i got um, you know, I'm not going to see Godzilla for a story about how a uh, fucking dragon got really big, you know? So if I'm going to see Mortal Kombat, I'm going to see a lot of people doing a lot of Mortal Kombat shit, then I'm all in, do you know what I mean? Uh, the fighting looked great, it looked tight on point, a lot more kind of visceral and violent than you'd be used to for Mortal Kombat films. So, yeah, I'm all in, 100%, and I think it's going to be great. I really do. Listen to positive Paul over here. I know, how about that? Bloody hell. Uh, Mortal Kombat does hold a very special place in my heart from the first two games. In fact... I might actually boycott this film until my mate, Gary, um, gets um, uh, compensated for a character he created that didn't get paid for, but he's now in a game. There's a competition way, way, way back where he had to design a Mortal Kombat character. So, but Gary, he designed uh, a character, uh, an old uh, sort of American Indian kind of guy uh, with a tomahawk, and he had a wolf as a power thing, you know, a finisher. And, you know, in Mortal Kombat 2, there's like a wolf guy. With a tomahawk. Nighthawk. Yeah. So, you know, what's, what's that all about? I want, I want, um... <laughs> who, who told me that your mate designed Nighthawk? 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, we we sent it off to the... Uh, no joke, lie, we sent it off for a competition with a bunch of other characters. And it was an American Indian with a tomahawk and, you know, a wolf. And look what's happened. So I'm um, there was the same guy in Killer Instinct. But that came out afterwards. Uh, Chief Thunder. Well, maybe they need new Not ideas. Not an well. original idea. <laughs> I just think we should get refunded or uh, recompensated. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get on the blower to Ed Boone. Ed, Ed me, Luke. <laughs> so geezer from London. Yeah. Damn it, Ed. <laughs> Noob Cybot even needs to have a word of them, I think. Yeah. Tobias, Ed Tobias and Ed Boone, yeah. Did, did you hear about Ed Boone's reply to a games journalist? Where he asked if he can get in contact, he just replied, "No one blocked him." He just <laughs> you get what? So Ed, Ed Boone, the maker of Mortal Kombat, um, Kirk, who runs the gamer now, um, asked him, "Can I get in contact with you? I need to ask you a question about something about an article he was writing." And Ed Boone just said, "No, I blocked him." And we just like <laughs> well, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk McKeon, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he like straight up, just like no, no. <laughs> just just done, no. <laughs> What a guy. <laughs> That's great. No. <laughs> uh, Sean, what'd you make of the trailer? I loved it. I think it's, I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to say this is going to be the one, no, the second good video game movie. Mm. I, after Detective Pikachu, and no, the third, but good. Dragon? No, fourth, because of Assassin's Creed that I like and no one else does. That's fine. I, I'm so fucking <laughs> on board with this game. This movie, um, the casting is brilliant. The action looks good. And the trailer just did enough for me to be really interested in the story because there are shots where you've got Kano standing next to Sonya and they look like they're on the same side. And I'm like, he is 100% going to fucking double crush you. Oh, yeah. This, this is like, I am so on board with whatever story they're going to tell now because they've set up a, a situation where I'm like, that's a bad dude. And he's on the stage. He's like, <laughs> there's, no, uh, there's no Immortals Techno Syndrome remix, though. There's no Mono Combat. You know of. It might be in there. That's got to be, in, that's got to be playing in the background somewhere. So everyone goes, hey, there it is. I hope, I hope the credits roll with that plane. Yeah, it's like great. Just the entire movie, there it isn't in, and then just like the credits roll, and that's the credits. Of, in, the, in the comments yeah, section on... Yeah. Oh, sorry. In the comments section on YouTube, it says that the, you can hear the Mortal Kombat theme tune or yeah, like an can. orchestral version Yeah, yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, right at the end, it's like... Dun, 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 you know, it's not an opera scene going, dun, dun. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no. Yes, how about you, Ross? Are you, are you hyped? Yeah, it looks a lot of fun. I don't think it's going to be, you know, fucking Shakespeare, but it's going to be entertaining. And I like the fact that it's coming out, you know, straight to digital as well. Um, particularly, well, it is, it is, isn't it? Isn't it's coming out of cinemas and HBO Max on the same day. Warner Brothers are doing this for all of their movies this year, uh, including The Matrix, which is pretty wild. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see it. I'm not, you know, going crazy for it, but if it's available to watch, I will watch it. It's like a fun way to kill an hour and a half. How, how do we get HBO Max? Max, is that something that we can't get yet? I mean, yeah, the films over here will just. Well, I'll tell you that if you want. Are you ready? Yeah, not 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 illegally. Yeah, no, it's not illegal. No, it's one hundred percent legal. No, it's not. HBO Max is not here. No, no. Do you want to have, no, do it honestly? We'll talk about it later. Now we'll do it now. Then everyone will know about it. Because I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it looks fun. And uh, yeah, uh, HBO stuff like Wonder Woman 1984 just went straight to Google Play and iTunes and all that stuff. So presumably that'll be the same thing over here. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's all right, man. 
uh, in the HBO, you know, pull their finger out and actually put the service over here. That would be nice as well. Especially with all the movies that are coming out. But yeah, it looks fun. I feel like I, I might have been the most negative there. Yeah, if I think you don't like the series, then... Yeah, I, mean, I I've just not been a series I've really got into that much. No, I don't have a history with it, so I'm not, you know, jump, jump jumping off the walls about it. But it looks like a fun, entertaining movie. You know, that's all I can say about it. Really, it's not enough um, subtitles in it for Toby. <laughs> hey, I'll watch it as well. It looks entertaining. Not enough furry things. There's not enough furry things. No, it's definitely not. That's unfortunate. Uh, right then, let's move on to the indie corner with Sean Davies. Okay, there are three games that I'd like to highlight this week. The first is called. Prim by Common Colors. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. I have to ha- add a disclaimer here. I backed this game on the Kickstarter um, because it looks very cool. And if you like the sound of it, I think you should probably should too. It is already fully funded. So this isn't a game that's like begging for your money. This game is already happening because it is past its Kickstarter goal because it looks that damn good. So it's a point and click adventure because I'm super into that genre right now. Um, and you play as the teenage da- daughter of the angel of death. Uh, the girl is named Prim, and Prim wants to go to Earth, but her father won't let her because apparently she'll develop some kind of weird power, and she basically tricks her dad into lighting it back down to Earth anyway. And yeah, something weird happens. It looks very, very cool, um, and the art style, totally black and white, and it kind of looks like Adam's family meets Monkey Island. And I am so on board with that as a, an aesthetic. So, yeah, that's Prim by Common Colors. Uh, give that a look. I looked at it a second ago. And you can, your eyeball, you can send your eyeball off on little missions. And it's got legs like a spider. And it goes off and does stuff for you. Yeah, he's like a little pal that you, you can direct. It's yeah, so good. that's awesome. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the eyeball is literally just drawn like a little Tim Burton movie. Like a little corpse bridey sort of 2D. I'm pretty sure it's got wings too. So I think the arms are actually wings that they walk on. <laughs> or maybe I've imagined that. Anyway, for a point and click, it looks pretty cool. It certainly does. Point and clicks are good, man. I know, but sometimes they're just not my thing. But that one looks like it's up my street. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the second game is called Moonray. And this is the third person action RPG. Set in a gorgeous world. It looks like Tron meets Destiny. Now... I, I can't find who's developing this game. Um, I just found this on YouTube and there are a ton of clips on YouTube of this game running. It's being built on Unreal and it looks stunning. It's like a glitchy Tron Destiny kind of 80s sci-fi aesthetic going on as well. It looks great. And I'm, I'm pretty much in love with it right now. So give, give that a, a Google and check out the clips. Some of the combat looks really intense. I don't, I don't want to call it a roguelike, but there is some pretty heated combat on those clips. Um, so go and Google Moonray and go and check out those clips. Uh, the last game I wanted to talk about, um, can you remember, long-time listeners will, might remember this, uh, a long time ago, I talked about an FMV game called Bloody Service, which was a game about conjoined twins that got bullied, uh, and then they ended up killing everyone with tennis rackets and stuff. It was wild and wacky and really weird. And it was developed by this company called Case. Well, they are doing another game now. And the game is called The Parrot That Summons Demons. So <laughs> this game is about... It's one parrot. of those ones where the title tells you everything you need to know in a game. Exactly. Game. exactly. Keep this, discussing these. It's, it's just a brilliant title. Like, I'm immediately drawn in. There's a parrot that summons demons. So this parrot was once owned by an evil worshipper. 
and it was it, the, the owner died and this this parrot is adopted by an unsuspecting family and their luck has run out um you basically play this game from the perspectives of any of the four members of the family and when you do you'll get multiple endings which will tell the whole story so you'll have to play as all the family and all, get all of the endings to see the full story it looks wild the name says it all for me and i am very much on board to play this and i really need to go back and play that bloody service because bloody service was it looked wild this company is just putting out games that are, are directly laser targeted to my tastes so keep it up guys and that was indie corner for this week sweet thank you man uh, no, no problem at all uh, Moonray is made by Element 115. Element 115, okay. I thought that was a part of the game. <laughs> yeah. No, I just uh, got the Moonray page up on Steam, and uh, there it was. Thank you. And you can check it out on Moonray, at Moonray Game, on Twitter. Oh, one word. Very oh, cool. yeah. Uh, right then, don't go anywhere, Sean, because it's time for the quiz answers. Okay, let's do this. So, question one was, who played Chun-Li in the 1994 Street Fighter movie? Uh, Ross? Oh. No idea. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just realized I didn't pronounce it. Um, Greg? Ming-Na Wen. Ming-Na Wen is correct. And you have Ming-Na. Mm. And she was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I wasn't on last week, but if you start some Sonic and Knuckles bollocks again. <laughs> yeah, that was furious. Bullshit. That's technically correct, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. You weren't, te- you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting it again, I promise. Oh, I was like, I'm not starting it, but... <laughs> okay, question two. In which video game series would you find characters called Lago Legrand, Mancombe, Sheepgood, Herman Toothrot, and Morgan Le Fley? Ross, you've got an answer for this one. Monkey Island. Monkey oh, Island cool. is correct. Well, there's always got to be a Monkey Island question in there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's been a couple of weeks since I had one, so I had to add one. Okay. Question three. Transistor, Bastion, and Pyre were all developed by which game studio, Paul? Absolutely no idea. Uh, Greg? Same ones that made Hades. Supergiant. Supergiant Games. Correct. I almost put Supermassive as my first answer. I was like, no, they made something else. Yes, they did. Um, question four, what is the best-selling handheld game console to date? Uh, Ross? It's got to be that Nintendo DS. Nintendo DS is correct. 154 million units. Woo! Question five, Woo! which Mortal Kombat character is named after a curious listing in the original game's diagnostic system? I'm going to ask Greg this because I don't know if you know this or not. I put Noob Cybot, but now I'm thinking it's probably like rain or smoke or something stupid like that. It's not Noob Cybot. No, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was. Because that's Ed and... Ed Boone and Ed, Ed Tobias, yeah. So the answer is Ermac. Yes. Ah, oh, of course it is. Error Macro. Oh, no, it. Error Macro 5, yeah. yeah. Fuck, now you... Yeah. Yeah, so it is. Um, which, sorry, it just—it's really obvious when someone tells me the answer. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just uh, got blown out of proportion by a, a website. It was like, that... it was like the, the Shenlong thing from Street Fighter. Like, who is Ermac? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it turned out to be nothing apart from a error macro. Uh, question six. And uh, did you ever see the fake photo of that? By the way, I don't the know. Ermac thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some, it's all got, so so somebody somebody created a fake photo of a red scorpion and posted it in a magazine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, fucking hell. Anyway, it's <laughs> a red scorpion, though, isn't it? It's an actual character, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ermac. Yeah, it it, it it was just it, like at the time it didn't exist, and, and and now he's like 
uh, mummy with green eyes, like a well of souls type character. He's very cool, though. Um, question six In the original Tomb Raider released in 1996, who was the main villain? Is it Marco Bartoli, Jacqueline Natler, Rafe Adler, or Vernon von Croy? Paul. Well, I've just put Natler. So I was assuming that's um, your answer. It's Jacqueline Natalie, yeah. Can I, get, can I get a point for that, please? Yeah, you get the right of the four. I give you the fucking full names, but you still wrote her half a name down. How the hell, man? <laughs> well, I just, I just didn't quite catch it like the second time around. I couldn't hear what you said, whatever kind of thing. Fair enough. So. Okay, uh, question seven. In the Uncharted series, Sully's private grooman G21 Goose Seaplane is named after a level in which other game? Toby, what have you got for this? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot is correct. Uh, it had to be, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, plane, the plane is called the Wild Hog. Which. Uh, um, question eight. How oh, many movies? Hog Wild is uh, is a level in Crash Bandicoot two. Uh, the Wild Hog is is a level in Crash Bandicoot one. Oh, okay. Did you get it wrong um, for correcting his, wrong question, no, his answer? No, wrong. No, I still no, got no, Crash no. Bandicoot. That's all I've <laughs> But when you said Hog Wild, I was thinking, mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, still, still wrong. But hey. <laughs> Question eight: How many movies based on video games has Dwayne the Rock Johnson starred in? Ross, no idea. Toby, uh, I've gone for three. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. What was what were three? <laughs> it was a guess. The only one I could name is Doom. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's he's starred in two. Yes, Doom and Doom and Rampage. Doom and Rampage. Rampage. Yes. yes. When was... he said when Toby said three, I was like, oh. Uh, there was a third. There was a third that never got, not never actually made it out. Was Spy Hunter? So he was in Spy Hunter, but that actually never made it out. From Damn it! So I can't have it on a technicality. No, sorry. Can't give yourself Russell <laughs> get annoyed. <laughs> okay. Question nine. The last game to release on the Earthworm franchise was called Earthworm Jim: Managed to the Galaxy. It was released as an exclusive to what platform, Paul? No idea. Uh, Ross, is it the Intellivision? It's, no, it's not out yet. Um, but it, is, it is getting another one, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not out yet. Yeah, it is a new one. Yeah. Out, yeah. yeah, the Amico. Yeah, um, but it is. It's, it's <laughs> not <laughs> out yet. <laughs> I'll give, give you half a point. You'll give me half a point. For <laughs> <the first place. laughs> I'm not asking you now, Toby. Um, <laughs> Greg? It was on the Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color is correct. Finally, question 10. Name Need three. <laughs> Name three of the original eight characters in Super Smash Bros. Toby. Okay, I've got Mario, Link, and Luigi. No! Luigi's not in it, is he? Luigi's not in it, man. Fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can I have two points? No. <laughs> it's over <laughs> one point. <laughs> Tell you what. Um, I will accept Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, <laughs> Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, and Pikachu. And Captain Falcon. Three. And Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon's not on this list. There was eight characters. What? One, what? Two, no, I think Captain Falcon's like Luigi. Falcon's are they a bonus? Are they a bonus character? There are eight characters in the game. Mario, uh, Donkey Kong, Link. Nah, Samus, there's bonus characters. I think Luigi's one of them. Fox anyway. Oh, uh, dear. I've done really badly. <laughs> really bad. So, let's start with Paul. How did you do that? Captain Falcon has appeared in the Smash Bros. series from the first instalment. Was he a bonus character? Yeah. Uh, uh, he is yeah, a lockable you didn't say you didn't say whether it was unlockable or not. So the original eight. He's he's originally in the game. Was he one of the original eight, or was he um, an unlockable uh, character? 
Was he an original eight or was he unlockable uh, character? Uh, was you? Right. I was just a asking a fucking question. <laughs> no, I'm trying to still to come up with a good answer. <laughs> Fine. You can defeat him in a match to earn him. Here we go. Here we go. Four, four unlockable characters. Luigi, Captain Vulcan, oh Ness and Jigglypuff. Yeah, but they're not the original eight characters. Four unlockables in the original game, though, aren't there? It's 12, <laughs> wow. not eight. Uh, nobody's, uh, nobody's, nobody's you say original like, eight playable characters. You said original eight, but yeah. if anything, it's the original 12 in the game. You didn't say whether they were unlockable <laughs> or not. I want my point, damn it. No. <laughs> there's, even pictures, there's even pictures of Luigi and Captain Vulcan here. I give myself half a point. That's, that's lovely, but it's not part of the original eight characters. <laughs> they don't have a picture of eight characters, they have a picture of 12. Okay, you can look at as many pictures as you want. I can look at the pictures of just Mario and Mark, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, if your answer included Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, and Pikachu, you got it right. Such Quizmaster bias. Oh, man, I, you know, it's, it's like... No, fine, whatever. I'll, I won't take the point for it or half a point. It's fine. I'll just count my answers. Stop putting me off. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Paul, how did you do? Um, I actually got eight, which is impressive. Eight? How? Yeah. I mean, well done. Fuck all you Toby? Uh, five. Five. Greg? Six. Six. Ross? Technically seven. Yeah, I'm five. saying technically five, six. Paul, I one. I got five. Paul, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> No, only I can say that, Greg, because it's me. You can't say it. Let's take a piss. <laughs> One of the days we're, we're going to do this live and we're going to watch... <laughs> we're going to watch... Paul's like, I can't Google it. That would be, be too... Uh... You'd be quite impressed by my speed typing. I'll be, I'll be like... <laughs> well done, Paul. Thanks, man. For gritted teeth. <laughs> there was no gritted teeth, I'm just saying. Well done. I'm just, yeah, Sean's got no stake in this. <laughs> You're not beating me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> One day, though. I'm going to do my uh, sound effect quiz next, I think. Fuck it. Oh, my you're, God. You're going down. Uh, my internet's playing up next week, lads. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm probably not in next week. I'm working. Oh, shame. You can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. job to do. <laughs> well done, Paul. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay, all that's left is out this week with Mr. Toby Anderson. Alrighty. So out this week, starting with February 22nd, um, there's a game called Dry Drowning coming out on Switch. Um, that's pretty much the only thing for that day. And then February 23rd is a little bit more uh, meaty. We've got uh, Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos coming to Switch and Steam. Persona 5 Strikers coming to PS4 and Switch. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, which I'm reviewing and should be out on that day as well, my review. Um, and that's coming to PC, PS4, uh, Switch, and possibly others as well. Uh, Heavy Metal Machines is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. A game called Of Mice and Moggies is coming to Steam. I don't know anything about it. Uh, we Were Here 2 is coming to PS4 and PS5. Is that the one that you guys are reviewing? We Were Here Together. That's it's coming out the same day. So there's two different... Are they two different games? Um, maybe. I think mm, so. Interesting. There are, there are three games in the trilogy. We were here We were here together and we were here... Um, two. Two. 
so we were here too it's been maybe a re-release and we were here together as the new one i think something like that yes yes um so yeah they're both coming out on february 23rd uh taxi chaos which was that one that you referenced a few weeks back um which is basically crazy taxi is coming out on february 23rd as well on xbox one and switch and ps4 then on february 24th uh werewolf the apocalypse is this a dlc heart of the forest um is coming to ps4 and xbox one that's no, that, that like a separate game and i've been waiting for that to come to ps4. oh okay separate game, game. sorry apologies thank you. thank you um but that's coming out on the february 24th uh pumpkin jack which is an indie game coming to ps4 is also coming out on february 24th uh horned knight is coming to xbox one uh, and that's it for february 24th then february 25th um Wrath Aeon of Ruin is coming to PS4 and Switch. Uh, Republic or Republic uh, Remastered is coming to Switch. That might be one worth looking up. I never played the first, the first original version of that. Um, Hellpoint, which is the Souls like that uh, Greg reviewed, is coming to Switch. Um, there's an anime game called Forward to the Sky coming to Switch. Uh, and that's about it for February 20. Oh no, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, uh, which I remember seeing on one of the uh, one of the things last year. So that's uh, that's coming to Switch on February 25th as well. Um, and then Katana Kata is coming to Xbox One on February 26th. Uh, Enemy Beyond Enemy Lines Remastered Edition is also coming to Steam and Xbox One. And then Bravely Default 2, so that's one I'm definitely looking forward to, is coming to Switch exclusively on February 26th. Um, and I think that rounds us out for the week. Yeah, that's the last one. All right. A couple of bangers in there. Yeah. Yeah, should be a fun week. And look out for all our reviews. Fingerguns.net this week. Uh, thank you, Toby. No problem. And that's it. Thank you very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen, for listening as ever. If you do want to follow us, Follow the link tree in the description below. We're absolutely everywhere, so you can find us all over the place. If you want to follow our individual handles, you can do so. They're in the, the description below. Also, if you really like what we do, hey, why not join our Patreon for $1 a month? You can support this web, this podcast, keep it up on its podcast hosting services, and keep the website nice and shiny. But until next week, thank you very much indeed for listening. The Fingers Podcast is now over. It's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Sayonara. Goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. That's mine. <laughs> Goodbye from Paul Collett. I know the old man's falling asleep on his mic. Goodbye from Paul Collett. Uh, yeah, see you. <laughs> what? And goodbye from Sean Davies. Sayonara. <laughs> so how, do you say, how do you say, Toby, have you been pegged in Japanese? <laughs> Cut it out, that's what you do. <laughs> we'll find out in next week's episode of the Figure Guns <laughs> Podcast. Bye. <laughs>